Oh, you hear that, man? Sounds like the bird of salesmanship. Gotta be. The rarest, sweetest of all the birds. They call him Jonathan Livingston Selgull. And he takes it sexy when he whirs it to you. Oh, that bird of salesmanship, man. That Selgull. Get on his back and let's fly off to a place where I sell you shit. That's right, man. We got a horse of merchandise here. Sometimes we got to pay the bills. Pay the bills at Smodco. Uh, Hollywood Babylon is a show that you could see live, man. Uh, and it's been down all month long because uh, Ralph took a mini vacay. That's some stuff uh, to vacay. He's, he's got to enjoy his life, too. Get off his goddamn large balls. On the show, he'll tell you, man, he's got massive fucking balls. And I've seen them. They're real fucking knee shooters. Uh, you can see Hollywood Babylon live. We're coming back with a vengeance in August. Coming hard, man, all over the walls and whatnot. Bringing one of those black lights. You'd be able to see it everywhere. August 4th, Hollywood Babylon with me and Ralph Garman at the John Lovitz Podcast Theater. Tickets at csmod.com or babylonkev.com. Uh, August 11th, the very next week, we're going to be at the Coach House in San Juan Capistrano, man. Me and Ralph Garman doing Hollywood Babylon. Tickets once again, babylonkev.com. Week after that, we're back at the John Lovitz Podcast Theater, August 18th. That show's 10 o'clock at the John Lovitz Podcast Theater. Tickets at seasonbot.com. And August 25th, man, we wrap up the month of August with my Ottawa debut. That's right. Never done a show in Ottawa, in Canada, and I'm bringing up Ralph Garman. The Garmy's coming with me, for heaven's sakes. August 25th at the Centerpoint Theater, right there in Ottawa, Ontario. Tickets, once again, at BabylonKev.com or CSMOD.com. But what if you're like, hey, man, Ralph Garman's one thing. I, I'm, I'm, God bless him and his big balls, but well, I, well, I want to see another show. I want to see you with you uh, with Scott Mosier. I want to see you uh, with Jason Mew as well. Don't worry, there are shows for you as well. August 17th, Portland, Oregon. Me and Moe, Smodcast, live in front of people at the Aladdin Theater, August uh, 17th, 8 p.m. Go check those uh, tickets out at csmod.com as well. August 23rd, I'm going to be doing Solo Mish uh, up on stage in Orlando at the Orange County Convention Center, part of Star Wars Celebration 6, an evening with Kevin Smith, mostly going to be probably Star Wars oriented and whatnot. It's going to be a fun time. August 23rd, 7 p.m. at the Orange County Convention Center, Chapin Theater. Tickets at csmod.com. Very next day, I'm shooting up to Toronto. T-Dot, baby. T-Dot Toronto, Toronto, Ontario. August 24th for Fan Expo Canada. Me and Muse are going to be doing Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. You can get tickets there for that at csmod.com. I'll lead you to another website. But uh, use csmod as your portal to get most of these tickets. Um, and don't forget, hey, Boston, way ahead in the fall, October 13th, I'm going to be coming out to you, man, to Wilbur Theater, an evening with Kevin Smith. Uh, it's kind of like a live version of a Reddit Ask Me Anything. Uh, October 13th, uh, 9.45 show, what a bizarre show time, uh, right there on Tremont Street in Boston, uh, evening with Kevin Smith at the Wilbur Theater. So October 13th, mark your calendar, you can go pick up tickets now if you want. Shy of that, what else can I point you toward? Uh, Hulu Spoilers, brand new episode of Spoilers this week. So you can peep that out. Uh, Monday morning, uh, it's, as always, brand new episode of Spoilers uh, only on Hulu. 
And that's about it, man. That's I'm done whoring. Now I'm going to pop off and let you listen to uh, the dulcet tunes of one of our many smod co-artists as they uh, just tickle your ear pussy to orgasmic delight. Funny tweet, I'll never leave my office seat. Those who think they know what's right, listen on Sundays to NetHeads, alright? You've got to throw some cold water on the situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now, so when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. This is NetHeads. With Will Wilkins. No, it's not a glitch in the Matrix. We were here, and we're here again. In a, in a very, for those of you not listening live, by the way, welcome to NetHeads. My name is Will. My oh, name's Trent. Oh, good, I did unmute oh. you. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> My name happens to be America. Uh, welcome. If you want to take part in the program, you can many ways. You can throw a hashtag on the word NetHeads inside of what program is that, Trent? Well, uh, it's Twitter is uh, is is the one that uses the hashtags. The Hashem tags. Uh-huh. You can also call us 866-610-9455. Or if you have to call us on a uh, toll number, what is it, America? It's 925-238-9020. Yeah, so welcome. Uh yeah, for those of you not listening live, we were uh Interrupting ourselves in a very convenient and odd uh, twist of fate as far as the uh, the Smodcast Shuffler goes, as it mm-hmm. were. The Smodco Internet Radio Shuffle. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with the Harlem Shuffle or the Super Bowl Shuffle. Mm-hmm. Well, truffle Shuffle. Oh. Yeah, it's true. The Truffle Shuffle. My wife sat down and watched Goonies uh with me the other day because you remember we were discussing the goonies and she's like now i want to see it and uh-huh. and i'm like i could swear we watched it together before and it's because we did we uh borrowed the dvd from my niece because at that time my wife had also <laughs> said i've never watched the goonies and about 20 minutes into it she's like oh now i remember we did watch it i didn't like it so there you go because <laughs> the, oh, wow. the problem is the setup okay and it's true when you're watching the goonies the problem with the goonies is it takes a little bit long to get to what i call the real action you know yes. what I mean? It, it takes a while. I, really, those kids should have been in the tunnels a lot longer. There should have been more activity in the tunnels. Yeah, it was a smallish map when you think about it. It's like you have one section, one section, and you're there. Mm-hmm. Even though it was a series of events that, you know, one part about the Goonies that I kind of uh, take uh, umbrage with. I don't know if that's the right term, but, you know, I got a mouthful of Chinese food, so deal with it. You, you got a mouth mouthful of Chinese, man. You know, stick it in your mouth. <laughs> Chinese, they covered my mouth. Chinese food. Anyway. Oh, oh sorry. I'm wolfing down dinner while we're starting the show. And uh, interesting thing, too, by the way, if you think we're going to talk about The Dark Knight this week, you're right, because we've all seen it now. Yay! And the 15 minutes we were doing our pre-show discussion, a lot of nerd rage. Oh, fucking mm. rage. Interesting. A lot of nerd rage. But anyway, uh, one thing I take... Uh, uh, 
umbrage with uh, when it comes to the Goonies is, you know, at some point, I think Mikey points out that they've made it farther than Chester Copperpot ever did. Mm-hmm. But that was a purely accidental because right. at the point where they've discovered Chester Copperpot's body like a pipe. Oh, no, that's when they discovered Chester Copperpot because a pipe like dropped and it blew water, blew a hole in the wall. And then I think they found what I call the Chamber of Falling Rocks. <laughs> on chains because you know what right. the hell else are you gonna do and you know seriously one eye willie if he cared so goddamn much about his treasure why did he ever let a guy get away with the map yeah how did that one guy get out oh he he, he escaped obviously is what the premise in the beginning was i guess but you know if, if you knew all that money is sitting there right one of the booby mm-hmm. traps didn't get you and you know why not just go back you're like well They've been in there a month all alone. They got to be dead now. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> That's a valid point. That is, and, and exactly what well, is the end game? The being in in a cave for a month or, and just hiding. I, well, I think the idea was to outlast the the armada that was after them. But then yes. I think they kind of got trapped in there. Well, but they had enough. Maybe ahead. he had scurvy when he escaped already, so he himself didn't last that long. That could be it. But and but think about this too. If you're taking all this time to build all these booby traps, right? I think you could get your way out of a little rock collapse. I'm just saying. Maybe like, the booby traps were built before. Oh yeah, that's it. Collapsed. They just happened to like we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna find a perfect spot. We'll park the car here. Yep. And you know, in the meantime, we've set up this full alarm system. Yep. Maybe you know, Trent, that could be it. That really could. I give you credit there. You have now fixed the Goonies for me for the rest of Thank my life. You. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <sighs> well, okay, hold on. Let's want me to let, do your taxes now. No, thank you. <laughs> All right. The, I've seen the things you deduct and it's just not appropriate. <laughs> um, let's get it out of the way. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, we turn to the phones and we say, hello, Francis. How are you? I'm doing well. Hi. I just called to say hi. I appreciate that. Now, hey, Francis, last week via Twitter, you asked a question. I think you had asked me if I had read Nightfall. Yeah. Which actually a little bit earlier in the show before our conversation, I think I had made mention that I did in fact read the Nightfall saga. But you were just getting it last week, I think. Oh no, no, I had already had it. I'd already read it because I was one of the few people that actually read it during the death of Superman because they were like that really got lost in the shuffle of the death of Superman. Yeah, uh Doug Mensch, Chuck Dixon and Alan Grant were some of the best writers in comics at the time. They were, and they all worked together to set up the whole Nightfall saga, where we met Bane. In case everyone's wondering why this is germane to the conversation. Where you met Bane! Oh my gosh. I liked how in the film, um, they, uh, brought about the, uh, the character of the cat from Batman number one, where she was a cat burglar using the, uh, phrase that had just been coined around that time, and then, they brought her in costume like she was in Batman number three. <laughs> kind of a valid point. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, man. How was your week, Francis? Good week? Yep. I mostly went to Subway. Yeah. Very good. I did. Oh, I love me some Subway. Although I'll tell you on Friday, my work um, is part of the employee wellness program. They uh, offered free biometric screenings. I got a little confused. Oh, did you do mm. it? Because, you know, with the biometric screenings, you know, they take your blood and they give you all yep. your numbers and, you know, everything is fine. So I'm cool that way. But I got a little confused because it was biometrics and I thought it was that other thing, biorhythms. I thought they were going to, you know, oh, right. you know t- take all my information and tell me when my good times are, my bad times. It wasn't it. 
<laughs> right now, everybody that doesn't know what the 80s were is like, biorhythms? <laughs> what is this weirdo talking about? Is that like Dance Dance Revolution? What no, it's not. Never mind. Sorry. I just <laughs> d- d- dated myself and brought up no entertaining value. <laughs> I, I use biofeedback. You use biofeedback? Yeah. Does that Now, in what way? Well, it uh, generates, I have a, a special computer that generates uh, alpha waves in my brain to uh, help with my autism. Really? That oh. is really interesting. <laughs> yep. How, and how often do you have to do that? Um, five times a week. Not bad. Well, that's very interesting, sir. I was not aware. So you are nearly a bionic man. Yep. I like that. Speaking right. of Bionic Man, are you, Francis, are you reading Kevin Smith's Bionic Man, the comic book? I missed it. It's it's still it's still an ongoing series. Check it out, man. Is it okay, is it good, Trent? It. Yeah, it's it's actually really good. Okay, so Francis, there you go. You've been given a recommendation. This week, okay. if you have the time, get what you can. Don't put yourself out. And uh talk to us next week about what you read in that uh, how much of the bi- the Bionic Man series you read and what you're thinking about it, okay? Okay, I, I went to the respiratory doctor, and I found out that uh, I weigh uh, 296 pounds, you know, for my CPAP, my BiPAP, yep. so I have to stick to the diet. Yep. All right, man, cool, we'll man. stay strong. Keep with it, all right? Okay. All right, you've been given your marching orders. Take care. Okay. Have a good one, sir. See you, dude. Later. I love Francis every single week, the first caller. He makes me feel good. If he weren't there, I would freak out. <laughs> Something would be wrong. I know, yeah. exactly. Like the same way I'm suddenly like, hey, quick, we got to find out what happened to Venator. <laughs> Something has gone wrong, horribly yeah. wrong. Things are awry. Okay, ladies and, I'm and not gentlemen. I'm talking about the bread. No. I like rye bread, though. Yeah, it is, pretty, especially when you make so- a, uh, um, oh, it's the sandwich my wife loves, a Reuben. A Reuben? Oh, yes. yeah. Mm. My wife loves the Reuben. I think it's mainly for the sauerkraut, though. Not the I, Russian dressing. I was gonna say the the, the dressing really does it for yeah. me. Really, but well, the, see, the key is you'll notice some if you go to most restaurants. By the way, we're talking food talk. We're foodies. <laughs> we are uh, here on Netheads. We're talking about food because that's technical. Uh, but you'll notice when you go to certain restaurants, they try and slip in the Thousand Island dressing on a <laughs> yes, Reuben. Yes, they will. Yep. At which mm-hmm. point, I walk in and I slap the cook across the face. As well, you should. Do you poop in a tube sock and slap him in the face with that? <laughs> yes, I do. I'm not <laughs> going to tell I you do. what's in it, but yeah. <laughs> Here's your Reuben, sir. <laughs> Try and give me Thousand Island. I give you Will Thousand Island. Pow! Oh, I give you th- <laughs> Thousand Missed Lives. Yeah. Splat. Oh, boy. So um, here's the deal. We have all seen The Dark Knight Rises. Mm. Yep. Here's the dilemma. We want to talk about it. Yep. Here's the problem. Already listeners are saying, try and dial back on the spoiler. Well, we already spoiled the Goonies, so. (laughs) If you haven't seen the Goonies yet, or you forgot that you've seen the Goonies, I'm sorry. Yeah, I loved that. Oh, I remember I watched it. Didn't like it. Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) But given that little bit of information, I guess we should say this. Yeah, that's fair. Because we've all seen the Dark Knight Knight Rises, and I'm sorry, we're going to be talking about it. So here's the deal. Um, I'm not going to keep playing this in the background. So if you hear us still talking about Bat, 
That's just skip ahead. If you're listening live, for once, I'm going to encourage you to listen to something else. Well, for, and I got to tell you guys, first of all, I'm happy because now I can finally listen to the last installment of Fat Man on Batman and Smodcast because I've had to avoid those, which really made sound processing them this past week a little awkward. <laughs> and, and, but, the, but the great thing is I kept hearing things like Kevin Smith suddenly going, and then Bane, skip, skip, skip. <laughs> Yeah, and then Commissioner Gordon, skip, 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 skip. <laughs> like, well, it, from what I hear, it sounds okay. So I just sat back and waited to see if there were any complaints because <laughs> I couldn't listen because I didn't want to be spoiled. I didn't want to be spoiled about anything at all about this, whether uh, Batman lives, dies. I did not want to be spoiled, and I came away from it okay. Um, and I finally went to go see the movie today. I found myself home alone, so I did what every married man does when he's home alone. I went to the movies alone. <laughs> it's so sad. Let me paint you how, just how sad of a picture this was. And by the way, Americo, I got to tell you, I get the most compliments on my uh, Stark Industries t-shirt. Ah, oh, nice. I got one again today because I wore it to Batman because, you know, I wanted to try and bridge that Marvel DC gap. Try and, mm. you know, I'm, I'm a uni, uni, uh, uni, unifier. Yes. Not a divider. Well, Ruth wore her Captain America uh, sweater to Batman. Oh, there you go. Some, yeah, she, she got she some flack for it. Well, no, I don't think uh, the Batman. Uh, but she got some props for it. it. She got some props. I think some props. Looks. I well, think I wore a cap shirt to the to the Batman as well. So here's how sad it was, though. And I don't mean it's sad because you know I went in full cowl because you can't do that now. Uh, but it was right. sad because uh, first of all, I'm going to the movies alone. And second of all, by the time I get there, the most of the what I call the prime seating in the theater is filled because the theaters, they're kind of a divided where it's three quarters above a certain line. And then the last quarter are those less desirable rows for some people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I discovered that the back row of those less desirable ones, the seats lean back even further, uh, which is yes. great unless you're tired and uh, nobody wanted to sit at them. So here I am. Sad little nerd boy. The only one in that aisle. The only one. Nobody to my right, nobody to my left. I'm just like, this is what my life has become. I think that I, I see that as just nothing but positives, Will. Yeah, well, just stretch it out. Yeah. You can put a popcorn in the seat, actually. I next did that while I ate my hot dog, which, by the way, yes. all oh. of that stuff was my breakfast because I forgot to eat until 2 o'clock today. <laughs> You're like, oh, shit. I, God, I haven't eaten anything today. Mm-hmm. I had two cups of coffee. That was it. That counts as breakfast, right? <laughs> For a grown man, I think it does. <laughs> well, and that's where I was going with the whole biometrics thing because uh, it was the same thing on Friday. It was like one thirty because you have to pass before these things, so then get baselines, right? And then and then at um oh one thirty two o'clock, I suddenly realized, uh, holy crap, I haven't eaten yet. So I uh, finally did, which was nice. Yeah, but then mm -hmm. the problem is you get I get in that I'm my own worst enemy. I get in that mindset, you know, like at dinner time. Well, it's okay to have two helpings. I only ate one meal so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'll have four desserts. I only ate one meal today. Why am I fat? So anyway, <laughs> so we're gonna be talking about the bat, and I'm sorry. Uh, or should we try and keep it as spoiler free as possible? Can no. we? Based on <laughs> listen to Trent. No. What is wrong with you? Why would we do that? <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Okay. Well, it has been a week, but then again, like I said, I was in a full theater, and I think mm -hmm. there may be like I think the box office on Batman this weekend is probably going to be pretty good. 
it's not going to be like that 50% drop off, even though I'm sure I could go to box office mojo right now and read about it. Well, um, I believe Venator th- just said that um, it's second week, uh, 65 million. Uh, that would be great if I knew what its first week was. Was it a hundred? Probably a little more than that. <laughs> <laughs> My whole point is with the, with the tragedy that occurred last week, um, mm. I think that uh, there are certain amounts of people that will have a, I hope I didn't just ruin my shirt. Just Drinking Chinese food juice. Um, wait, wait. There's there's Chinese Jews. Oh dear. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, yeah, there are Trent. Hasidic as well. <laughs> Welcome to Weird Derailed on Netheads. <laughs> I was thinking that with the tragedy that happened, there would be a certain amount of people. That uh, would not, in fact, be a uh, attending last weekend that, you know, would have kind of broken out of their shell and gone this week. Right. You know, because they realized, well, out of, you know, 900 screenings, only 899 went, you know, event free. So maybe this weekend I'm safe. Which is true. This is kind of like uh, that period after 9-11 where when the planes finally started running again, you know, it was probably the safest time to fly because security got so tight. Right. Now and, it's the same and, things. Movie theaters all across the nation now. They've got people checking all the exit yep. doors. As a matter of fact, I always go out through one of the exit doors that aren't conventional ones. I like skipping, walking back through the theater. I just like exiting right to the parking lot. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, the guys were cleaning the theaters. I walked out and as I walked out of the door, I heard one of the guys go, oh, great, because I know that means they have to walk all the way down there and Make double sure check the door. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, boys. But, well, hey, you know what it's like working in a movie theater? I do. I used to. That was my one of my first jobs. Yeah. Oh, God. Great times. Great times. Loved working in the movie theater. So you don't think we can discuss this spoiler free? Well, I don't think there's any point to. Well, I mean, is yeah. there anybody actually listening to the show live? Um, one person was, and we just lost him because we we're going to uh, f- photo backflip. was like, hey, well, you know, we'll, we'll okay, you know, hold on. I'll, I'll listen after I watch it. Uh, somebody, it's fine. We've got a special request. So the, uh, the question tabled is, what is the call-in number I want to lodge a complaint? That number Ooh. is 866-610-9455 or 925-238-9020. Also, you can Skype us, NetHeads. On air. So if you want to take part in the program, you can. And also, if you're listening as a podcast, that's cool because you can call that number anytime during the week and leave a message and we might play it on the air. I like the way I say that. Like, it's a cool and exciting thing. Or am I just <laughs> coming off? Voicemails are awesome. Or is it just coming off as being a condescending prick? I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. But I mean, and there are other things we've got to talk about. Like Trent has got a full report on something called Google Fiber, oh. which has nothing to do with a dietary supplement. Apparently, <laughs> I thought it was. I'm like, finally, they're helping me with movement, but not in the way they're traditionally doing it. As fast as your internet, as fast as you'll shit. Google Fiber. There you go. See, that's what I'm hoping for. Because you know, I'm over forty, and I need that kind of help. And I can't stand prunes. Oh, that's funny. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I'm sorry. Oh, and by the way, who was it? Somebody was. <laughs> this is a brilliant thing. I love Twitter. So Americo tweets out to his uh, the, his followers that, hey, we're going to be live. And somebody listens. And they're like, hey, man, I tried listening to it. Uh, wasn't too into it. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they sounded like they didn't want to be there. 
clearly not knowing America was one of the people on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Apparently, they confused me with with you and Trent uh, a lot. Well, actually, not many people know this. Uh, America actually is nothing but a construct of uh, Trent true. and mine's imagination. <laughs> I'm I'm the Jarvis of Netheads, really. Pretty so. much. <laughs> Pretty much. Luckily, we got him into an avatar, so that way Ruth can still, you know, have a husband. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, somebody tweet Brett the number, because I don't think he's uh, going to call. Well, to to which I did respond to to the gentleman, uh, then you're, you're not smoking enough weed nor chasing it with enough scotch, because that will make anything awesome. I completely agree. And if I'm coming off as sounding like I'm not wanting to be here, I'm sorry. That's not the case. I love doing this. Uh, you know, typically, though, I come up here and I've wasted my Sunday and I'm grumpy and bitter because I, I didn't get much accomplished, which wasn't this weekend. This weekend, instead, I got tons of shit done. Who's opening a can? Yeah, it's me. Why <laughs> can't you open that price. under a, a pillow or something? Every week, there's always some point in the show where I'm hearing that. Says the guy that was just talking with a mouthful of food a little while ago. Never mind. <laughs> Strike that from the record. I withdraw. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I completely agree. By the way, this just in via Twitter. Apparently, Kevin Smith for Fat Man on Batman is working on getting Kevin Conroy. Oh, shit, yes. Now, for those of you that aren't aware, that is the guy who has provided the voice of Batman, not only for the Arkham games, but uh, most notably for the Batman animated series and a lot of their direct-to-video movies. Which yes. are brilliant. Oh, yes. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's, and that's one of the ways, see, that's, it's amazing the way the different divisions can get things right and wrong. You know, with Nolan, the film division got Batman right. Uh, in right. other ways, with the past Batman films, not so much. With yeah. the direct-to-TV or direct-to-home video movies, they have tapped into not only an amazing revenue source, but a great stream of entertainment. Yes. Mm -hmm. These cartoons are far better than we could have ever hoped for. And, and they're just making them for our enjoyment and their money. But, you oh, know, yeah. but they realized there's a market out there for this. So why aren't we mm -hmm. doing this more often? And one of the things that dropped, because I finally uh, also got to listen to the Fat Man on Batman um, from Comic-Con and they're working on the Dark Knight Returns. Oh, really? Uh, an animated series? Animated series. Yeah. Not animated series, no, a direct movie. to TV video movie. Yeah. Direct to, uh, oh, direct yeah, to TV. But, but an animated movie. What the hell am I saying? Direct to home video <laughs> movie. Yes. The Dark Knight Returns, which I can't wait for. Cause again, great story, great story. And it was, uh, you know, that was the story that showed you can have a gritty Batman. Well, and that that was the real turning point in Batman. In fact, uh, comic book sales were for Batman were dropping off and it was one of the least popular comic books before Frank Miller did that story. That's that was the huge revolutionary change that that kind of pushed Batman into the into the popularity that he is now. Yes. Yes. Sorry, I just wanted to say yes. Weird. What are we talking about? Coming. What? I was reading Twitter. <laughs> And I'm wondering if Brett, I'm I'm like stalling from talking about Batman because the guy directly asked, "What's the call-in number?" I want to lodge a complaint. And that dickhead's not calling. Well, maybe you call you you called him on it. That was that was his passive aggressive way of saying me. And and you're like, fine, call in, dude. Let's do this. Yeah, bring it on. Come on, you want to talk? I'll talk. Yeah, yeah. If there's anything I can do is talk. Bring it on. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, snap. What? <laughs> Z-snap. I don't know. So you guys want to talk about the bat? Here's, here's what we'll do. We'll stop stalling, and he'll call in. Because that's exactly. how it works, right? <laughs> exactly. And by the way, you're listening to NetHeads on Smodco Internet Radio. Just a little reset thing. I'm Will. I'm Trent. I'm Mariko. There we go. In case you're wondering who the voices are. So we can pretend we're doing real radio, guys. Because <laughs> we are. Yeah, this is real radio, man. It is. It's just a different broadcast venue. Yeah. So, yeah. Dark Knight Rises. Yes. I'd like to start out with the positive, guys. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. I think, okay. and, and there's a lot of positive in this. Okay. First of all, key point, two hours, 44 minutes. I will lodge one complaint. Uh-huh. Uh, I showed up to the theater late. Okay. The showing started at 125. Uh-oh. See, we started what? talking, but it's not oh. who you think it is. Mm. Amy? Say, no, not Amy. Thank, thank you for calling that. Hi. Honey. Hi. Uh, now, I just want to, I just want to confirm everybody. This is Ruth. Ruth, are you <laughs> calling us from Australia because you have some input for the show or is there something you need to yell at Americo about? <laughs> no, he's going to be here on Friday, so I can yell then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but after a year apart, if there's any, well, there could be yelling, but not that way, I hope. We're going to be scaring the fuck out of my neighbors. I don't get it, Will. Yeah, baby. It's um, okay. Well, Trent, when a man loves a woman, uh-huh. or they get together at uh, 2 o'clock on a Friday morning, <laughs> never mind. Uh-huh. 7 a.m. on a Friday morning. Well, in your okay. case, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. All I'm, I'm saying is you guys, you should order a limo just so you can be completely inappropriate on the way home, too. But anyway. Yes. yes. <laughs> no, it's so terrible, right? Because I've got to drive. I've got to get, get up at 4 a.m. to drive to Sydney, which is four hours away. And then we have to get in the car and drive back. So, you know, there's okay. a window of total awfulness. For, first of all. I have a solution. And if I have to line America's pockets for this, I will do it. Hotel? <laughs> yes. Yeah, see, I thought about that. Um, but there's two hotels right by the airport. One is two stars and I've stayed there and the two stars is generous and I've got standards. The other one is, uh, $500 a night. Okay. Yeah, no. All right. Well, that was I was a thought. I voted well, for there, the car. There's nice got to be. Yeah, I don't blame you, dude. But there's got to be some place on the way too. That's how about how about drive two hours? Isn't there like a Trent? Uh, isn't there like a hotel somewhere really nearby, but that's you know not as convenient to the airport, but on the way, so that way you know it's like a twenty minute ride. Oh no, we can just do it in the car. It'll be fine. <laughs> Top of the parking garage always works. <laughs> See why I love this woman? Yeah, I don't really know if the top of the parking garage works. I'm just trying to think. Okay, well, you're in the car. Where could you do it? I was you calling to talk Batman anyway. Oh, okay, very good. We've we, already because we're on a lag, right? I'm on a delay. Not very much. We still didn't get there. I don't know. Uh, Will was bitching about something, and then, you know, I don't know. We, started... we were waiting for Brett to call in, right? Yeah, and which he, he, he still didn't. hasn't called in. No. Little Brett. Little Brett. dick. He out. Yeah. <laughs> Is he complaining because he's not hosting the show anymore with you? I hope not. <laughs> you guys I, were good on the show together. You I should fire Trent in America. Fuck them. All right. <laughs> Brett, you're back in. Sorry, guys. But hey, don't worry. You're getting a check for $28, so roll with it. Um, no, uh, actually, I was just saying, though, that uh, 
I got to the movie theater late. I wanted to start things off positive, but I have to admit, I checked the clock. The movie said the start time was 125. With trailers and all the other BS uh, after, you know, that kicked off at 125, the movie did not start until 241. Get out! I mean, 141. So uh, it's so from 125 <laughs> oh, to 141. Say, man. Yeah, that's that's right. fucking trailers. Two hours of trailers. What the fuck is it? No, that's not it. <laughs> you watch a whole movie before you watch Batman. <laughs> it felt like it, especially watching that Superman teaser. It's Was like, it Batman previewed by Brave? Like, well, no, but that's actually the way Trent Trent had a trailer before his Batman. It was called or before the Dark Knight Rises. It was called the Dark Knight. He had one of yeah, those. It was- Awesome. His local theater had a butt numathon <laughs> session where they just went through Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and then Dark Knight Rises. I could do it. Okay. So, but the thing I will say, the positive I will start off with is that for two hours and 44 minutes, I did not feel the time go by. Really? Oh, I, I, I really didn't. The I only, did. I think maybe the first half hour may have been the only part where I might have said time's moving a little slow right now. But after that, I kind of got into it. Yeah, it was all right. I, I didn't mind the Dark Knight uh, Rises. And, you know, I thought Anne Hathaway was exceptional. Oh, yes. Um, But she was by far the best part of the movie. Mm. Yes. With the little tight little dress. No. Um, no. Well, first of all, I don't find Anne Trent's, Hathaway Trent's attractive. So the tight I, little. I thought outfit. she did so good. So well. Yeah, excuse good. me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well and good. Yeah, well, that's true. She did good. Mm. But but was are you talking about her performance or anything else? Whatever. I, Actually, I, you know, if you think about it, <laughs> other than if I were to look at this uh, objectively. Uh, the only time where you, you can really, mm, for lack of a better term, appreciate her in the costume, the only time you really get to see her seriously in this costume uh, is when she's riding the bat pod. Other than that, she's right. like moving too fast in the That's whole movie. True. And she yeah. hated that suit. It publicly just said how miserable and awful it was and the weight she had to lose to wear it. I'm not surprised because I, I know I remember uh, from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back when uh, there was talk about how uncomfortable those vinyl cat suits were that the girls were in. And you actually had to be sewn into those. Oh my God. Oh my costume. God. So I can only imagine that's the exact same situation. Yeah. So that's sounds- great. Her though, performance was exceptional though. I mean, even ignoring the, the other assets that she has, her actual performance was, was really, really good. She really sold that. She was far better than, you know, the last two cat women. I completely agree in that realm. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, because she, she played, uh, not to give anything away, this isn't very horribly spoilerish, but when we first see her, she's a demure waitress, and she very quickly transitions the moment you realize she's not a demure waitress. Yes. And that switch was really cool. It was very well played, and it was kind of, in some ways for me, it was kind of a tribute to the other people that had uh, held the role. Um, but you know, there wasn't enough of the story there fleshed out. And also in watching this movie, was it just me? Uh, for everything that happens in the first, uh, hour, okay? Uh, which kind of like the power struggle over Wayne Industries. Did anyone else find that hard to, uh, understand, hard to follow? Like they were, they were setting I mean, stuff up, but I wasn't quite catching on what characters they were really asking me to pay attention to. You mean make no, no sense at all? No, but I just felt all. it was dull. Thank you. But no, I couldn't. Yeah, was, tra- I mean, like, uh, wait, who is this? 
I don't, I don't even remember what his character is. Decker Daggett. Pecker Daggett. Yes. Who who yes. who is a real character in the canon? He is, but I mean, all all you needed to take away Wayne's entire fortune was a thumbprint. Yeah, exactly. And in this day and age, where uh, you know, like, where's Chris Matthews? He's catching porn, you know. <laughs> <laughs> child uh people but we can't figure out that this was a fraudulent transaction hey some nutbag just attacked Fire the financial just tied up in wayne industries i mean that house alone is worth a couple of million dollars it's not like he's completely broke and they let and him I'm keep sure it sure he had other assets somewhere let's be a little bit financially logical well the way he didn't absolutely lose his shit on finding out that he's broke kind of tells you <laughs> You know, he's got <laughs> yeah, things he's somewhere. Yeah, not that worried about it. Let me get my yacht, my Batmobile, my flying Batmobile, my giant house, and I'm sure I've got giant houses in Europe, and get over it. Mm-hmm. By the way, I have to say, one another thing I credit this film with, I've always called bullshit on the other iterations of the Batwing that we have seen. I at mm-hmm. least appreciate that they tried to give some scientific credence to how this Batwing could fly. Yeah, what I mean? yeah. Well, yeah, and the, and the, when they made it, they based it off of the Harrier jet. Yeah, yeah. so it was really it was really nice because it's just uh, other things like how the fuck did Michael Keaton never get that thing in the air? You know what I mean? Come on. <laughs> well, the, you, the Acme did, slingshot, big rubber band, and a ramp—that's how it launches. I don't know. I actually thought it was a very dangerous design. I mean, just being oh hell under, yeah. The, that bat wing, just for even a second, that proposal would eat you alive. <laughs> well, I was thinking that too, as he's nonchalantly flying over some cops at one point and like, <laughs> right? <laughs> didn't you guys ever hear about what happened on the set of the Twilight Zone movie? Come on. Anyway, <laughs> oh, God. Even though that was all, it, I think, I think everything with the bat wing was a combination of, uh, of special and practical effects. So yes. Yes. But I'm just saying in the, if that thing existed in the real world, it would be a little intimidating yeah. and dangerous. Yeah. Uh, like, oh my god, look how bad it is. Ah! What else do you have to uh, chime in on, Ruth, on the topic? Um, well, look, other than, I'll keep it a spoiler free. I thought the uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt ending was a little bit too much of a gimme. Uh, like, you just saw that coming a little too far away. And the, the final, final sort of scene, you know, uh, not the final, yep. final scene, but, you know, with the, you know, the thing that was set up halfway through the movie. Yeah. Where, you know, you mean the thing that they very heavy-handedly yeah. kept yes. slapping us across the face with yes, throughout the whole yes, film? Oh. Like this is gonna come. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, not quite yet. No, there it is. And you're just like, really? Did you yeah. have to do that? It was just a little bit too. It was a little too perfect, you know. It was just too much for what they were doing because this isn't supposed to be the end of the series. It's just the end of Nolan directing the series. So, well, and did you really have to make it quite so everything wraps up with a nice little bow? Well, yeah, it, but that's uh, that was Nolan playing his cards right because he was keeping. Because let's not forget, Batman kind of opened the doors for him to work on his other projects. Yes, exactly. Batman. The True. success of Batman Begins. Uh, gave him the credibility to do uh, something I'm not remembering, and then Inception. Inception, and then was it Inception? And then we got Dark Knight Rises, which is Inception in Gotham City, basically. Kind yes. of because all the same characters, the same performances, the same delivery. It's just like, come on, really. You could well, have stepped out of the And box. I feel bad for the guy that played Bane, because let's face it, that could have oh, been no, anybody. That could have been I, uh, anyone with the voice of the size of that, that is That is our generation's Darth Vader. 
Yeah. Very. Oh God, that's so sad. Our generation. Oh, that is very sad. Four people on this call or three people on this call actually had Darth Vader in their generation. It's your generation. You're a different yeah. generation. Let's talk about the, <laughs> like the royal we. We had the yeah. real Darth Vader. <laughs> I think you're being chastised here, Trent. That's cool. Our I'll, I'll outlive you guys. I win in the end. <laughs> well, no, I, but here's the thing. I, <laughs> in, the thing that I respect about Trent, though, is that even though there is the age difference, he still acknowledges that episodes four, five, and six are the true trilogy. Oh, God, without a doubt. Thank you. That's good. All right. Well, Ruth, thank you for your feedback. Greatly appreciated. I just wanted to warn you guys, I'm not letting him podcast next week. (laughs) I don't blame you. I said the last thing that should be on. If you're doing anything other than sexual gratification, you're failing in life. Right. There's two podcasts on hold next week. My podcast with, with Jay is not happening. Nethead's not happening. There's going to be shagging. Sorry, audience. I don't. You and know those what? Of you that this... said that you would like us to record the shagging and put it on on a podcast. <laughs> you are disgusting, disgusting people. No. <laughs> oh well. At least now I know what to do for a future episode of Netheads. Yeah. Anyway, well, thank you, anyway, Ruth, and good luck and Bye. enjoy yourself next week. <laughs> Thank you. See you Bye. later. That's Bye, it's it's been a year, dude. You should not be podcasting. Let me stress me again. One bit. Let me stress again. It's been mm-hmm. a year. And by the way, when you're beginning to uh you pack and everything, it's got to be kind of heartwarming to know that in the face of what a 14 hour flight, 14 hour yeah. travel plan, mm-hmm. you have a sure thing on the other side. I don't mean to crass it up, but yeah, it's true. You know, really? nobody gets those kind of guarantees. Not only have you been told that you're going to have sex, my friend, it sounds like you're going to be walking funny for a week. No complaints here, man. I don't blame you. Whatsoever. <laughs> and you know what else I don't complain about? Uh, Think Geek? Is it that time? <laughs> yeah, it is. I don't know why I was so, I don't know why I was so painfully lauding it up. Actually, it was me panicking because I'm like, I'm trying to talk about Think Geek and I don't have any of the sounds queued up. <laughs> Duh. Cause I would, I should have just smoothly. And you know, another thing I wouldn't complain about. The fine products that I could get at Think Geek. Oh, and tell me about it. I got to tell you, it's true. Like I said, I have gotten so many compliments on my Stark Industries t-shirts that I got for my birthday. And, America, where did you get that shirt? Oh, I got that off of Think Geek. By the way, Trent, what did you get me for my birthday? Uh, A warm glass to shut the hell up. And what did I get you for your birthday? Absolutely the same. There we go. So, you see, it's all <laughs> about the given, folks. And you can give great gifts, compliments of Think Geek. Now, I have to tell you, if you're willing to listen to this show, you're going to love the products that they offer. Why? Because it is nothing but finer geekery. And the cool thing is that right now you can get plenty of great stuff at really low prices. Now, how can you do this? We have made it as simple as possible. If you enjoy this show and you want to help support us, all you have to do is go to smodcast.com forward slash netheads, click the Think Geek banner, and use that for your fine shopping at Think Geek. Now, what are some of the things that you can get? If you're a fan of Doctor Who, would you like your own little plushy adipose? A little squeezable one? I know Trent would. He didn't get creeped out by those at all. Right, Trent? <laughs> How about some nice um, Marvel character goggles? Huh? I'm on to something here, aren't I? TARDIS yeah, coffee absolutely. mug? 
Doctor Who keychains. I've got the TARDIS. You can stash money in it. What? Mm-hmm. And what kid's room wouldn't be complete without the Star Trek inflatable captain's chair? You can save oh. 20% on that right now. Star Trek Starfleet iPhone 4 cases? Just don't buy a red Make one. Make it so. Thank you. Wow, listen <laughs> to that. And, of course, what drink isn't complete without the titanium straw? Really? Because if there's mm-hmm. nothing I like to know when I'm drinking liquid, it's that I'm also ingesting titanium. Okay, maybe I shouldn't <laughs> have said that. It's good the mind and the soul. I hope so. So, uh, all of these fine things you can get at ThinkGeek. Again, smodcast.com forward slash netheads. Click the ThinkGeek banner. Use that for your shopping. Best of all, when you buy things, they're also going to give you geek points. So that way, when you go and buy more cool stuff, because you're like, this stuff is amazing, I want more stuff, when you buy it, they'll also have a list of stuff you can use your geek points to get for free. I like free things. You should like free things. You can get them from ThinkGeek. Because at Think, they have stuff for smart masses. It almost kind of sounds like I'm mad at ThinkGeek when I'm talking about those things. <laughs> I love it so much. Well, that's because so I just want to go, why the fuck aren't you oh, shopping at awesome. ThinkGeek? Seriously, why are you not? And then, you know, last week I, I mentioned there was the 16 Sodium Batman t-shirt. Yes. Which they brought out to help support the fu- the people in Aurora, Colorado. where and it sold was out quickly. Yeah, very quickly. Like, I got the notice and I went and they're like, not in your size. Uh, (laughs) That was the first size to go, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. You know, because us fluffies, we buy things quick. And it's true. It is both a it's both a sad statement about America Mm -hmm. and a frustrating thing for me that every time I find clothing I like, it's very hard for me to find the two XLs. Oh, Oh, Mm. so true. Yeah, it's like, oh, look, I found one shirt, one shirt. And for those of you that know, I like to wear a uniform to work, basically. So I, I'm buying five of everything when I buy them. Here's five identical shirts. That way, when I walk into the closet on Sunday, I can go, I'm set. Or I can go, I need to do laundry. Just that easy. That, that would actually be a good idea. Yeah. There's no, there's no more, uh, you know, smelling things on the floor in the morning. Well, clothes, you, you can know. still do that, Trent. I won't stop you. <laughs> Okay, so Batman, two hours and 44 minutes. I didn't really feel it go by. Um, I thought the story had some heart, which I liked. From the comic book perspective, uh, from the Nightfall series, they kind of paid off on giving us one of those pivotal moments that oh, was the, in the, the storyline. The of the bat. They delivered that, yes. which was nice. I actually, uh, I actually was the only one who said "hell yeah" in the theater because that was just awesome. I had a massive <laughs> throbbing erection at that point. Yeah, and both of you probably had very awkward moments then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, at least that... you could cover up your erection, but America, the looks you may have gotten when you're cheering the fact that he's brought <laughs> <Yeah>. Batman down—that's <laughs> that's a valid point. Uh, there were a, a lot of moments in this movie that I liked. Uh, the will thing, the the will thing, I will say about this. I guess it would be a will thing if I'm saying it. Um, it lacked, in some ways, the lack, the story lacked heart for me. Yes. Yeah. I didn't. You... Go ahead. Oh, no. I was going to say my biggest pet peeve in this movie is Alfred. Um, just for the simple fact, Alfred would never have left Batman. Never in a million years. Which he does Wait, in this story at a part yeah. way. But I'm, I'm guessing it's cause Michael Caine's like, you know, I'm not, I can't commit to this whole movie, guys. <laughs> Even My though his part, this well, is the size of a tangerine. Yeah, pretty I've much. Got te- I've got to tell you, Mr. Nolan, that I've got a lot of things in my pot right now, and this is not the number one thing. <laughs> wow. I just, 
It's like Michael Caine was right here on the line. I got confused. <laughs> Just like you dirty, rotten scoundrel, you. Anyway, I, uh, so in some, but I still enjoyed the story that I, I was given, but there was a lot that wasn't fleshed out too. It's like in some ways they were throwing too much at us at once because there's, yes. there's yep. uh, some, without going into great detail, there's some character that seems concerned about renewable energy. There's some other character that seems intent on taking over Wayne Industries. Uh, there's the whole thing going on with Bane. And I don't know. I just it had to. And then there was the whole thing of Selena Kyle having this friend. Who the hell is this girl? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And none of that well, was explained. Here's the thing. Um. So for the first movie, who's the villain? Yeah. Right. Essentially, there's two. You know what I mean? There's two right. main. You've got. Hold on. Hold, hold, hold that thought. We've actually got a caller. Who are you? Where oh, are you calling yes. from? Hey, and that is this is David from Louisiana calling back. It's been a while. It has been. What's hey, what's your, what you got on your mind, brother? Oh, nothing much, man. I just wanted to call in and tell Amerigo congratulations for finishing Doctor Who because that show was epic. Oh, that show was epic, and, sir. It was, it was, it was badass. And it's coming back at the end of summer. Thank God. Yes. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm so ready for it to start back up because I'm ready to see where they go. And then I have a second thing to say. Yes, David Tennant. Yes, he is my favorite Doctor as well. I'm Good sorry, job, sir. Will. I should just hang up on you right now, dude. <laughs> will, Will. Uh, uh, Just because uh, uh, you share his name doesn't mean he has no. to be the favorite. You shut up, Trent. No, listen, listen. This and if you haven't picked it up, I and we'll if we have time, we can talk about it later. Uh, Entertainment Weekly did a poll. If we have time, I'm in control of the transmitter. Yeah. Fifty nine percent of people who participated said that David Tennant was their favorite doctor, followed by sixteen percent Matt Smith. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with that. I, I gotta put David Tennant before Matt Smith. Not because Matt Smith didn't do a good job, because yes, I think he does have a very whimsical feel to the doctors, but I don't mm. know something about what, when David Tennant's up there, he does, I don't, I don't know what it is. He just seems like he grabs you more. He's our doctor. So he's our doc. Yeah, absolutely. I was just about to say, did you, have you seen, uh, the little short time crash? Oh, it's so good. I don't think I saw that one. Oh, uh, you really okay. should, because it's one doctor gushing all over another, and I'm not talking about porn. His father-in-law, even. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's such a poignant scene where he basically says, you're my doctor. And that's what David Tennant is to me. And that does, again, not saying that Matt Smith is a great. I enjoy watching Matt Smith. Well, and David Tennant was honestly speaking from the heart at that point, because yes. for him, yes. yep. uh, Peter Davidson, is that his name? Yep. I think, uh-huh. you know, that he was his doctor. So yeah. I can't take that away from you guys. And I did like David Tennant's run. I mean, I really did. There was a lot about it. Maybe it's because there are certain things. I mean, like I near the end of his run, you know, the, the overusage of the term Z was just it started to get on my nerves. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of yeah, like I'll how there's it. only so like, far you I can go like into a team without hearing, you know, it getting annoyed by I love it when a plan comes together. Right. Anyway, yeah. uh, what were you saying? David? I don't know. It- it may, it may be because he was on the show longer or whatever, but it's just, I don't know. He had, he had a real, a real grasp at your emotions on the show. Like, uh, when, uh, when the face of Bo finally died and he found oh. out that there was another doctor left, that was a real good episode. Silence in the library when he, uh, first time met River uh, Song. River Song. Oh yeah. And, mm-hmm. and he had to put everything together about what was going on with her. And I like how they linked River Swan from, the tenth doctor up to the eleventh doctor, and how they brought that out, that story out all together. Yeah, because us so just, uh, us geeks, we love our continuity, y'all. 
Love it. <laughs> well, David, thank you for your call and your opinion, sir. Greatly appreciate it. Oh, no problem. And have you seen The Dark Knight? Yes, I have. It was epic. Okay, you thought it was epic. Nice. Good to know. All right, yeah, we're gonna. My, con- my only problem, my only problem with Dark Knight was it was not enough Batman. You had I a concur. lot of scenes, a lot of completely agree. Holy shit! You are on the ball there. If it's the Dark Knight Rises, where's the Dark Knight? <laughs> I mean, I, I think the movie should be retitled to Bruce Wayne Rises because that's all they did. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, they yes. they told it. They told his story. They linked it up to the first movie, like y'all said a week ago, and um. Yeah, it's just, it was more about getting him to where he needed to be to become the Dark Knight. And it's just, I, I don't know, I wanted to see a movie with a little more Batman, a little more fighting. Yeah, I completely agree. And the standoff against the final, actually, in both face-offs of Batman versus Bane were just, it was very hollow for me. Am I the yeah. only one? Yeah. There was uh, no emotion in it. No emotion, yeah. Yeah, nothing. All right, well, thank you very much for your call, sir. Be well. All right, no problem. Yeah, take it easy. You too. And I think a lot, a lot of the problem with the emotion is we can't stand a fucking word that Bane's saying. Actually, oh you know, I, I, I was talking to America earlier today because I was trying to determine if I can make a certain showing or not, and he's like, oh, mm-hmm. "There weren't, there weren't any." Tra-. And Trent, same way, he's like, "Ah, oh, there were none before mine." I'm like, what? Yeah, tell me, Jack, shit. <laughs> but uh, I, so I ended up going to the showing I did, and as I complained about before, twenty minutes of trailers. Um, that's a bit much. And especially, like, I don't care about the amazing Oz. Why is this coming on? You know, sometimes I have to wonder about some of these things that they put on before what movies. It's like, do you realize the target audience you're, you've, you've put in this on the front of? It would be well, like, it'd be like, it's, I'm here to see the Dark Knight Rises. And then they show a trailer for Chocolat 2. No. And, no. And, and that's, that's up to the, the theaters. That's, that's not the production companies at all. You, when they get to the theater, you, they are able to make the, the trailer roll. Those dickheads. You know, actually though, it's probably a malicious cutter like me. Cause you know, there was one time <laughs> what I, well, that sounds wrong, but uh, there was one time I was, I was at this event, uh, where I was, I was basically emceeing, right? And it was a, it was a, uh, varsity basketball game. And the funniest part was I wasn't paying attention, but somebody's like, you know, here, uh, go ahead and hit this to hit, play some music for the crowd during their warm up. So I did. And it was just so awesome because the person obviously wasn't uh, very clear on what was on the playlist. Cause this is the men's varsity team, right? And suddenly it's oh, Beyonce's no. all the, you know, single ladies comes on and it was just so awesome because suddenly two teams both unanimously stop and look over their shoulders to the speakers at the same time like what the fuck (laughs) and i turned it up at that point i just cranked it up let's make this bitch rock that's brilliant okay so trent you were making a point about the villains who is the villain so exactly. in the first movie, who's the villain? You do it's, have two. Yeah. You have Scarecrow. And they're very distinct. Yeah. Scarecrow and Razagul. Mm-hmm. Razagul? How do you? Raish. Raishagul. Well, but yeah. Alfred's the only one who pronounces it that way. Yeah. Uh So in the second movie, the villain is clear. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. The you, best villain. You got one villain, really, and it's the Joker. Yep. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, and really the whole Harvey Dent angle in the Dark Knight was really just to kind of uh, bring some tension to the story. 
Yes. Really, yeah. and to kind of set up the ending, as it were, to where suddenly, you know, people are idolizing the Batman, now they're going to vilify him, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, and, and Harvey Dent is not a villain in that film. Not at all. He was the Joker's puppet, basically. Yes. Yeah, really. I mean, he was just a crazy, weak-minded moron. <laughs> when it all comes down to it. Like most politicians. Yes, very good. Um, But yeah. then in The Dark Knight Rises, uh, you know, I don't know, there just wasn't... I didn't care about Bane. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. I didn't care. And so when they're finally fighting, again, I, the fight, I had nothing. Here's the problem. I had nothing invested in the fight. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, it was like almost like the the fight only existed to tell part of the story. That was it. It was it, we have to have this to have this event happen where Bane breaks the bat <laughs> and then, right. you know, it goes on. The story gets, but the second fight too, it was just like, this is crap. And Mm. by the way, if you're going up against the guy who has some gigantic kind of apparatus on his face, it takes your second fight to figure out you might want to go for the apparatus on his face. I'm just saying, Batman (laughs) clearly never played any video games. It was pretty hard to break, but, um, man, she, uh, Talia was able to fix it with just, you know, just one one little piece replaced. Let me just put this hose right here and it'll be fine. Uh, you're live with NetHeads. Who are you? Where are you calling from? How are you doing? It's, uh, Chris Candine from Twitter. Who, who what? Give me your real, give me your real name. Look at it. He's doing a Twitter plug. Everybody follow him. <laughs> that's smart. That's, no, that's, that's branding. That's personal branding. Good job, sir. It's search engine optimization. Yes. Anyway, uh, what's your real name, sir? Or do you want to prefer, or do you prefer to be anonymous? Oh, you just go my running. Chris Hatfield, and I'm calling from Virginia. How are you, sir? What are your thoughts? What do you got on your mind? What do you want to speak about? Uh, I've been in and out of the show for the past couple of weeks. I don't know if you all talked Uh-oh. about it. Uh, has anybody watched Alphas? Alphas. The Alphas, which is the uh, show on sci-fi. It had one season previously where it was following Warehouse 13. And it's the same thing now. Warehouse 13 and Alphas have both premiered again. Uh, no. I tried watching the first episode and I couldn't get into it. You got to get past the first episode. It's like the best thing on sci-fi. And that's saying a lot, you know, post mm-hmm. Galactica. I should yeah, really... It's a really good show. I should really start paying attention to the whole philosophy of getting beyond the first episode. Because, <laughs> you know, it's like if you, if I had if I had written other things off, which in some cases I did and then came back to them, uh, True Blood, oh, yes. Game of Thrones. Oh, don't, mention it, don't mention True Blood. I'm about to scratch my eyes, though. Oh, why? Is the show driving you nuts this season? I've heard a lot of people it's, complaining. It's been horrible since the first season, but I keep watching. It's like a car wreck. It's like, <laughs> I can't help it. I hate myself. I have to watch True Blood because of all the bad things I've done in my life. There's it's a like, reason. There's just something yeah. to put on in the Ameri- background. Americans you know? are finally getting into telenovelas. Ours just happen to be about vampires with boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you say boobs. <laughs> I want to pass Cookie and Yah, you know. She's like the chick from Twilight. Oh, please, please, please and, help me, help and, me. Yeah, and I had real problems watching that show just because, like, the first season, it's nothing but Bill Compton going, suck it, suck it, suck it. You mean, you mean her husband? Suck it. Well, in real life, yeah, but yeah. come on. Yeah. Do you think he gets pissed when the Magic Mike dude is all up in his wife's business? Yes. <laughs> but there's nothing he can do with it. It's huge. Yeah, exactly. Deal with it. Uh, anything I else you got? I heard that was a good movie, Magic Mike. I yeah, actually, yeah, if you saw Kevin Smith yeah, on Leno yeah. this past uh, week, like one of the things, the biggest surprise for him out of the summer movie season was Magic Mike. 
And it really sounds like he connected with it on some level. Wow. I just, that, that's one I just can't go into public and watch, you know? <laughs> Unless I really fem it up in the theater, I just can't see going to see that out. Like, oh so my gosh, I just can't wait for a magic mic. Is that when you, is that when you pull a Fred Willard to go see it? No, definitely not. Although, <laughs> you know, however the moment grabs you or however you grab the moment in this case. All right, sir. Well, thank you. There you go. I could, I could have done that. Well, thank you very much for your call and have a great week. Okay. Uh, you too, sir. Have a good one. You too. I'd like to end it on a positive note. Let them know we want to, we want them to have a great week. Yeah. Right. So yeah, Dark Knight Rises. It, uh, I, after I got past all that stuff, I enjoyed the, uh, I enjoyed the movie basically. I, I wish I could have gone into the film not hoping for just, Oh, this is, this is going to be the greatest Batman film ever. That, that's, Girl, this that, is going to be I, the, this, this is going to be better than sex, this movie. Yeah. That's what it will be. And it wasn't. It wasn't. And, and, and guess what? It's a good film, but just go in, go in with low expectations and it'll knock your socks. You know, in all honesty, and I don't know how this is possible considering it's been four years, I think, but didn't it still feel rushed? Like maybe they went into production too soon on it. Still, like maybe if they had just like, seriously, if I'm convinced this movie would have been a hundred times better if they had taken the story that they had mm-hmm. and then they mm-hmm. went to the guys at Pixar and like did a round table with them for a little while. That's a good idea, it. actually. Yeah, it probably could have been fleshed out even more because there's something about that whole even though I can't really say they quite did it with Brave. There's something with that whole Pixar mentality of working from a pool of ideas and right. everybody just throwing their stuff in the soup, you know, not to bring a Ratatouille reference in, but you know, oh, everybody kind of adds their stuff into the recipe and, and what comes out is a delicious meal. Why well, am I they, fixated they, on food? They're brilliant at being able to pull out the human aspect. Yeah. yeah. And that's the the biggest thing I thought that was missing from this film is it's just like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, see, I I felt that uh, you know they were going the right way at least with the first with Batman Begins from taking from the comic books. They realized if we actually take the stories, pull them from the comic books, they're actually really good stories. The only problem is is that they were mixing and matching different Batman stories. Oh, six of and, them. Yeah, and so there's no continuity as far as an overall thematic theme. Thematic theme is that a thing? A story. There's no actual cohesive story going throughout. Suddenly, America's attending the Will Wilkins School of Dialogue. <laughs> the thematic theme. <laughs> and I, but that's the thing, and I think that's that was the stumble uh, overall with the Dark Knight is that great stories that they took from comics, but. Just a jigsaw puzzle that really didn't fit. Yeah, just focus well. on one of them. Don't, don't, and according to no one, well, I don't pay attention to the comic books. Oh, bull crap. Well, dude, you, you pulled a lot of shit out of comic oh. books for this oh, one. I know, so I, know. I don't I know. Mean, about that. You're one for crying out loud. Yep. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just, just admit it, man. Anyone who's read a Batman comic or the Batman series sees it from a mile away. We get it. Don't lie to us about right. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And that's one thing when you watch this story, I, you know, I really wish I could just put my mind to rest. I agree. Yep. Um, and by that, I don't mean like put it down. Uh, I mean, <laughs> like, like, like that dog that went up to the farm upstate. Yeah. I just wish, you know, that's <laughs> sorry. Scruffy's okay, right? I definitely not on okay. the rainbow bridge. Anyway, uh, the, uh, <laughs> I just wish my mind would stop working because there is a uh, one character. What is the name of the lady? The, the green energy lady, the renewable energy lady. She's like Maria something or Marcia something. Tate. Bef- 
before she's da da da, um, da don't say it don't say yeah, it yeah 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 uh, uh something Tate because because the 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 Tate character is also a real character in the comic books yeah so I was watching that and the whole time I'm just thinking and and this is spoiling it a little bit but I was just thinking okay she's appearing as one thing what is she really going to be you know right. what I mean I'm like I could tell there's just there's more going on here than this. And, you know, sure enough, later on in the movie, this is one of those things where, first of all, I was overanalyzing. So I was looking, who are they going to reveal this character to be? And then there's a certain part in the story where something happens, where it's revealed that the child that ra- was raised in the prison was actually the child of somebody that's uh, relevant to the Nolan series. Right. And instantly, the moment that happened, I'm like, bullshit, that's not yeah. who it is. I now know who this girl is. Like that That was a poor attempt at a prestige twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, don't do it, buddy. You, you tried too hard on that one. Really, they did. Can Can we talk about the fuck yeah moments though? Like the moments that would just like stand out, like oh, that's badass. Because because there are some great ones in this film. Can I just oh, yeah. share my favorite moment of the entire movie? Oh, please, please, please. For me, the entire moment, and maybe it's because I'm a father, so I really like to connect with things on emotional levels. Okay, but it's the moment where. Gordon says to him, I never cared about, I, I've always told people I don't care about who the Batman is. And Batman mm-hmm. says, you're right. And he says, but people and mentions what he's sorry. And, and Batman just says, anyone can be a hero, including a cop who wraps a kid in a jacket just so he knows that the world didn't end. Yeah. That line right there. I will admit now before God and country, I rolled a tear. Really? I really did because that was a great moment because he was, because in the story, it's kind of a pivotal moment, even, well, kind of, I mean, it's a kind of a big misdirection, but anyway, (laughs) it's, it's, it's still a big moment because it's in this one moment where suddenly he is just saying he's, he's not only revealing who Batman is, but he's also doing it in a way to say way back when you did something that could seem really simple, that meant a hell of a lot to me in a moment when I needed it. Right. Mm. And so that line just, even though it was in the gritty Batman voice, it was really big for me. That was a really big moment. Uh, also when the, uh, when the, what is the, what, what is the, uh, the, the motorcycle called the bat pod? The bat pod. The first time it does that fucked up car tire sideways oh, tire roll that. thing. Yes. I'm like, that's not physically possible, but damn, that was cool. Damn, it's cool. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So those are my real big moments for me, but what do you got? Trent first. Uh, for me, um, oh shit. Uh, the whole opening, uh, introduction of, of Bane, that whole scene I thought was really badass. Mm-hmm. Very, Definitely. very badass. Uh, I also really enjoyed the, the part where they're, they're looking for a certain person who's gone down the, the, the sewer in, in like the sewer river. And Bane just says, we'll follow him and, thro- <laughs> and like throws him a GPS and then shoots him and falls in the river. I just like- love all the Bane impressions I'm hearing, which by the way, I've heard that, I've heard that, uh, Kevin Smith's Bane impression on the, uh, the Fat Man on Batman slash Smodcast. It's like a two-parter. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's the first crossover. Really, where the story continues from one issue to another title, if you because you read last if you hear last week's Fat Man on Batman and then you listen to Smodcast, it it's split across those two because it's basically uh-huh. it's great because it's Kevin. Boy, I'm just up Kevin Smith's ass on this episode, aren't I? 
Hey, you know what? That's a great ass to be up. I pay right on, brother. Um, <laughs> but no, if you listen to it, uh, it it's where was I going with this? <laughs> you were up his ass. A uh, Bane's voice. Uh, apparently, he does a great impression. But no, it's really I don't know where I was going. Never mind. Somebody said something and I got all distracted. I, I derailed myself. That was a nethead's first, I think. <laughs> I was talking about one thing, then I talked about another. And I'm not even on the weed. Oh, well. <sighs> what are we talking about? Fuck yeah, moments. Yeah, okay. Yeah, moments. So for you, yeah. it was that one. But yeah, the Bane impressions, I just, I, we're not going to, we're going to be hearing those for ages. Because it was an interest. <laughs> oh, do what it is you want. <laughs> What the hell is that voice? Well, perhaps you should be asking why I would kill a man in an airplane that's going to crash. We are the reckoning. Yeah. I'm Gotham's reckoning. I'm reckoning. He's two steps away from Yoda with that voice. <laughs> Gotham's so, reckoning I am. Anyway. Trick, you, you, we both saw the movie in IMAX, right? No, I, I just saw it in, oh. in the old 2D. Yeah. And oh, you like, saw it in the old 2D. Yeah. And this yeah. is America's big complaint to me before the movie. Apparently in the IMAX mix, cause you know, the IMAX experience, I guess, uses bigger and badder speakers too. Yes. Uh huh. And but I felt bad for America cause in the one I was seeing, I was having troubles understanding him. Yes. Although you can tell that they basically went in and they ADR'd the shit oh, out of the, his performance. Yes. Oh, it's and it's sound mix. They were there was probably somebody after that first preview came out. Okay, there was somebody probably stuck at Skywalker Ranch for the yes. duration, mixing that audio until the last heartbeat, getting it peaked. America couldn't understand a damn word he was saying. Yeah, Not a goddamn happens. word. Yeah, couldn't oh. understand it. No, that that was the same thing for me. His audio is so over amplified mm-hmm. also that everything else in the movie drops out whenever he speaks. Yeah. Well, it, it was a choice, I guess. Mm. And, you know, so and, and, you know, that was the thing, too, that I think uh, that was a big problem I had with this. And uh, maybe I'm not interpreting what they said enough. I guess. Like the first time Batman and Bane are fighting, like the reason why Bane is able to kick so much ass is that the mask that that he's wearing is actually giving him what? Uh, like, uh, in, well, they said that the mask, uh, the the guy, the doctor in the prison said that the mask that Bane was wearing basically was alleviating all of the discomfort he has. So, like, mm. was he able to Aerosol kick so much? morphine. Yeah. So, was he basically able to like kick so much ass because he's not feeling pain when he's fighting? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because yeah. I was, I just didn't buy into the fact of how much he was able to beat the shit out of Bruce Wayne or Batman. <laughs> Well, and there's one point too when they're fighting that he like goes into hyperdrive and well, he's punching him in the guts. So it's like, which would first fight or second fight? Second fight. Okay. Yeah. I think that's kind of, and, and I was wondering if that was after again, it's like, you know, he did some damage to the mask and, oh, and, true. and then it's like, uh, you know, suddenly he's, uh, how do I say this? Weaker. He wasn't weaker. It's like suddenly he went no. into malfunction mode. You know what I mean? But, but it's, but it's, but it was set up as a painkiller, not as like a, uh, you know, a, a, a speed or something or, yeah. or a steroid, it's the not, venom that we're yeah, used to. Yeah, it's not like it was delivering the venom, which would have made that, see that for me, that would have made a little more sense. Oh, absolutely. It would have made yeah. so much more sense. Yeah. Cause it, it just, better. I don't know. I just didn't buy the whole thing, but still, I, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of goodness in the story that I liked too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Americo, your fuck yeah moments. 
as, um, as, my, as Trent so eloquently puts it. <laughs> my fuck yeah moment was definitely the end of the first fight scene. Like I said, mm, exclaimed mm-hmm. like a like a like a Agreed. little schoolboy. You know, it's like hey. Um, well, because at least after, they were they were true to the literature in that. Yes. Sense. They were, and that was that was basically why I'm like, that's all I needed. Thank you. I can go now because that's all I wanted to see. Because pretty much I figured out the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and actually, you know, I do have to say, last 15 minutes of that movie, ju- just the last 15 minutes overall, was done really well. It's everything that they tied up. You know, uh, you saw it coming, but it was done well, mm-hmm. uh, and I I enjoyed the hell out of it. You know, I was like, okay, thank you for that. Thank you for. Um, for this nice little ride, now can we get to a real Batman movie? Is basically what they did for me at the end of that. And I was like, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks, one. All right. Right on. Let me get behind <laughs> that. I just, uh, I, I don't know. I think, uh, but still, given everything, I even everything we've discussed during this conversation, I would probably, if I were to rank the Nolan trilogy, it would be two, three, one for me. I would still, I would still rank Dark Knight Rises over Batman Begins. Really? I really would. Okay. It, but it was nice yeah. seeing, uh, oh, never mind, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, I would do 213. And, and again, all still way better than anything we've seen Batman wise in the past, you know, two decades. Mm hmm. I would, I would actually do 132. Really? You'd, you'd, you'd put the, uh, the Joker last. I just think it's Uh-oh. a goddamn good thing you're not going to be on the show next week based on that comment, <laughs> mister. <laughs> <laughs> I just I enjoyed goth I enjoy a greedy Gotham is basically why I like Batman getting begins so much. Um it's true. not saying that overall the movies, you know, I'm speaking overall the I mean the Joker was amazing. I, I enjoyed the hell out of it, but that was my only saving point from the Dark Knight. Um the first one was a dark, gritty Batman, and that's what I liked. Yeah, no, it is it, it and for one thing, for me when I watched uh, you know, back to back to back, uh or bat to bat to bat um the 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 wait i don't get it (laughs) the 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 filming styles in the fight scenes between the first and the second one are just widely widely different um the first one you you hardly ever see uh a continuous shot of a fight scene it's it's just blips from punch to punch to, to different angles. And then the second one, you actually have like, it's, it's if anyone wants to, to, to do a, a, a neat critique on, on film shooting, walk, watch all three of them. Cause they're very different, which is weird for the same director. Mm-hmm. I, I went, I went with my little cousin to go watch, uh, the third one. And it's funny because during that first, uh, fight scene with Bane, uh, he actually turns to me after it and he says, does Batman have his utility belt still? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Cause he's like, cause he forgot to use anything. <laughs> no, he did two things with the belt during that first fight. You know, first he, and this one I didn't get uh, out of everything. It, you know, he's like, throw something at Bane and it's basically uh, like Chinese firecrackers popping in the yep, exactly. air around him. So it's like, I'm going to throw this thing up because it's a good plot point to give Bane his next line. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Which it was. And then he tried to do the other thing where he hit a button because it apparently Batman is really big on the electromagnetic pulse in this movie. That is his big thing. He is all about the EMP. So, you know, he did that. He knocked out all the lights in the area. And, and, you know, Bane's like, I grew up in a hole. You can't hide from me. Gotcha. I grew up in the dark. The dark is my friend. I didn't see the sun until I was a man. 
<laughs> and I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I honestly think that Tom Hardy was channeling his inner Will Ferrell Sean Connery for the, uh, <laughs> for the Bane accent. I'll take my foreign flicks for 500. <laughs> I've got you now, Trebek. <laughs> that wasn't Will Ferrell. Did you wait? Will, wait, what did you say? Will Ferrell as what? Sean Connery. From what? Oh, wait, was it Will Ferrell? No, you're thinking no, no. Daryl Hammond is Sean oh, Connery yes, yes, from yes, the Daryl Jeopardy Hammond, that's right, skits. That's right. Will Ferrell was Alex Trebek. You're right. Yeah. Like I did your mother, Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Somebody needs to do that now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, good point, though. Very good point. Yeah. We should just dub it over. <laughs> uh, I'll work on that impression for several weeks, and then we'll just dub the whole thing over on a special <laughs> NetHeads cut of Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> oh, but still, I, I mean, you know, given everything that we've had in the past, I still enjoyed the movie. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I, absolutely. But there are just some, there are just some moments in it, it. And that's the problem. It's, it's like a few bad apples that in some ways can spoil the bunch for you. But I will say this. I'd be interested now to see if I'm more forgiving on a second viewing because more <laughs> often than yeah. not, I am. Yeah. Agreed. Mm. It's kind of like after I've had the chance to digest what again back with the food. Okay, after I've had the chance after because really when it comes down to it, when and it's just when you first see a movie, when you first read a book and everything else, you're not able to pay attention to the finer details because you're trying to catch the broad strokes. Right. Yeah. So maybe sure. upon the second viewing, yeah, I'd be a little more forgiving. Um, mm. That being said, though, there are certain I don't know they in some ways they kind of tried too hard to tie it all together. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, I can actually wait for a second viewing for a good long, not like Avengers where I needed to see it right away. I get right. that. I get that. Well, and and I've told people before. I I think the biggest difference between these two films is pacing. Definitely, yeah. definitely, because Batman Begins, although a weaker story. I think it had much better pacing. It kept giving us oh, little agreed. bit by little bit in a in a mm. well doled out fashion. Yep. Um, mm. Dark Knight Rise, Dark Knight, the Dark Knight. See, why the fuck did they have to name the two movies so similar? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> God, I can't get it straight. Uh, with the Dark Knight again, that movie had great pacing. If only it didn't yep. have Droopy Dog as the female lead. <laughs> you know, that's the whole thing. It's kind of like you were just you were rooting for them to to kill that character anyway. Yes. Oh, go, go save Dent. Go save Dent. Yeah, please. Because in both cases, both actresses never sold the role. Oh, uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. Ex Mrs. Tom Cruise and then Donnie Darko's sister. I just didn't buy it. <laughs> the um, rabbit's just sitting there <laughs> talking to her the whole time. <laughs> but, <laughs> but when it came down to, um, Anne Hathaway's Selena Kyle, that was finally, yeah. I think, a female. And it's something I think that this, actually, when you think about it, Batman or The Dark Knight Rises, it actually has two, two very strong female characters, which, is the first time we've seen them in this trilogy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was nice because, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but there's kind of been this building trend in entertainment of strong women. And, and we haven't seen those in these Batman Nolan movies until now, finally. Yeah. And, yeah. and in the case of, of Selena Kyle slash Catwoman, uh, she, she really played the character well. She played it strong. She was never, ever in the need really of being saved, in my opinion, which was the best part of all. Um, yeah. but uh, again, it's, there wasn't enough of her story really told. 
and yeah. and so I was never able to connect with the character. And there were too many questions. Like, seriously, was this just her best friend she was hanging out with? Was it her sister? Who was this other girl? Well, cause, exactly, because there was one point me. where it, it seemed a little, you know, romantic little between romantic the two. relationship, mm-hmm. a little close, yeah. which I would have loved to see in there as as, as a twist <laughs> on the character. And one thing too, I will say also from heavy handedness oh, oh, in yes. writing. Yes, there is a line early on in the movie that Alfred uh-huh. delivers. That the moment I heard it, I'm just like, well, you're setting up the ending for me, aren't you, buddy? Yep. Mm. And sure enough, they did. Yep. God damn it. Well, and heavy handedness, too. Uh, even even in uh, there's a conversation between Blake and uh, Commissioner Gordon that they basically re- give us a, a, a two minute recap of everything we've missed in the past eight years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, man. And plus, you know, they're just uh, trying so hard to uh, like I said last week, uh, apparently I was right. You know, they were trying so hard to sell us Jordan, yep. Joseph Gordon Levitt. By the way, this is a flat out spoiler. So for the next 60 seconds, don't listen if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want to be spoiled because basically, here we go. The keys of the Bat Cave are handed to Gordon Levitt's character. Yeah. The kid from Third Rock from the Sun can't be Batman. While, while there's a fully functioning boys' home above his head. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And again, I said it last week, not knowing jack shit, and I'll say no, it again this week. Just because you're a cop doesn't give you what you need to be Batman. The whole no. point of Batman being able to be Batman is because he was he trained with the League of Shadows. He yes. studied in all of these different martial arts. If Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character becomes Batman, uh... I give him 90, 10 odds of surviving the first week in the role. <laughs> even still, they didn't even give him enough to be a cop. This guy was always held at gunpoint for this, the most part. This dude, always, yeah, the whole story, he's always having to have his ass saved. Yeah. <laughs> really Holy good. shit. I mean, seriously, either, this is not is your he, Batman, but you got to tell, you got to, you got to give it to Nolan because he, he definitely gave, I'm sure Warner Brothers exactly what they wanted because he put mm-hmm. their ability to continue his universe if they wanted to. He gave it to him with a nice pretty bow on it. Yeah. Absolutely. He just wrapped it up, put it there, even did the little curly cues with the ribbon, slapped a nice card on it. It's true, man. Mm-hmm. Got it at a Hallmark. Oh, looks like he had it gift wrapped at Capwell's. That's a callback. <laughs> Got a gift wrapped at Macy's. There, I moderned it up. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> For free. At the Bon Marche. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, too, did it bug the shit out of anyone else that uh, every time these characters are about to, uh, two characters in particular in the movie, every time they're about to actually accomplish something, oh, suddenly there's a swarm of bats. Oh, it's so yeah, convenient. It's, mm. Yeah. Come on, man. Really? Seriously? <sighs> Yeah. <sighs> what, what what do you do? I got to go see it again somehow. Actually, I mean, I, here's the thing. The problem with that movie is it's such a time investment. I'm not watching it again until it's out on home <laughs> video. I'm just not. Unless suddenly my wife wakes up tomorrow and says, you know what? Even though you spent an entire hour and a half of a show bashing the shit out of it, I would really want to go see this movie and you should take me. Then I'll be able to go see it again. 
Otherwise, I'm going to have to wait for home video because, wow, with the Dark Knight, I mean, she wanted to see that. There was enough good Mm -hmm. buzz. She's like, ooh, I want to go see it. Right. Uh, Dark Knight Rises, no interest. None at all. And I know, you know, I don't blame her. But all that said, I would still give it like four out of five stars if I were to rate it. I really would. Because in the light of everything else, it definitely wasn't Avengers quality for me. I think when you can, and it's, it's exactly what I predicted. Hands down for me, Avengers won this year. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Well, and it's, yeah, I I gave it a B out of an A, uh, you know, out of an A perfect rating. There you go. So. Yeah, here's the problem. When we compare it against the work that preceded it, it doesn't hold up. As a standalone story, it's pretty darn interesting. Yep. Even though, uh, am I the only one that was a little confused on why exactly Bruce Wayne is so hobbled in that movie? In the beginning of this one? And not only that, it never comes back into play. <laughs> My uh, wife says, hey, hey, your wife will not be wanting to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, honey. I love you. Oh, there you go. (laughs) What's done is done, boys. I actually thought that that was that aspect of the story was going to come into play later on. Like they were going to say, oh, that's why, you know, he he can't really be as good as he was. But that was in there for like 10 minutes. It just seemed like a nice place to get Thomas Lennon to make a couple jokes. Yeah. And then and to have a very cool gadget to drop in on uh, on Gordon with. Yeah. Which, again, never really used in the in the rest of the movie. So. Yeah, I just didn't buy into it. I didn't buy it either. And it didn't make sense because I, I don't exactly remember anybody like whacking him in the knee before he ran <laughs> off from. Oh, I know what it is. The pack of dogs that was after him at the end of the last movie. They must have caught up to him. No, it's it was it was the fall out of the building. <laughs> no, really. When when Kent, when when Harvey Dent dies, they both fall. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Thank you, Trent. Yeah. You brought okay, it well, all. I sense. guess I should have watched this one before I went to go see that one. <laughs> no, that, but that. The- that's the benefit of watching bat to bat to bat. Yeah. <laughs> but he puts that brace on. But he on, got up, but he also he... got up and ran away at the end of that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Well, he was on the pod. He wasn't running. Oh, he was on the pod. Okay. Yeah. Well, he he was on the, the pot is what he was on. <laughs> it all comes back to the weed, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Batman with the pot. <laughs> oh. And now that's but, a Batman I could get behind one that's on the pot. There we are. But that's, that that would be a Batman that wouldn't be doing anything. He'd just be sitting in the back cave going, "Check this place out, man." Like, Alfred, look, Alfred, look, Alfred, Alfred, look what I can do with this computer, man. Check it out. This is awesome. Oh God, there's some crime. That sucks. Alfred, I'm listening to everyone's phone conversation. How 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 rad is that, man? Check this, dude. You're not gonna believe the stuff Gordon talks about with his wife. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Hay. You know what I'm saying? Alfred, look, I call it the bat wing. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's a nice call back to the movie. What was that? Was that movie uh, Waiters? No, uh, Waiting. 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 Yes, nice call, the bat you. wing. Which is a big, uh, personally, that's the reason why I was snickering every time they were talking about new, new scenes of bat, the bat wing. I'm like, uh, <laughs> they're going to print that in the media? <laughs> Miss Manda 37 tells my wife, I did enjoy it, but you're really not missing a whole lot. Make him take you to Magic Mike instead. Oh, yeah. Right. And and uh, I'll be honest, Will, had, had I a woman to, to watch uh, the Magic Mike with, I, I would go. So you might want to take her up on that. Okay. 
Well, are you just I, looking for an excuse? No, it's got it's got the werewolf in there from True Blood. He's just so hot. Oh dear lord! I live in San Francisco, so I see Magic Mike every time I'm. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Castro. <laughs> Man, well. <laughs> I think the dead horse has said enough already. I believe so. Yes. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening, though. Apparently, we're not going to discuss. Well, actually, really quick, Trent. Uh, yes. Because I'm sure uh, Mike won't mind. We'll give him a few minutes. Sound by Nation yeah. is coming yeah. up next, by the way. If you're not not listening to us live, it's called Sound by Nation. It's a podcast. Listen to it, everybody. Uh, some big news did drop. Yes. I was not aware of it at all. And it's Google Fiber. Yes. Yeah, so essentially, Google is throwing its hat in the ring uh, for not not just uh, web applications and hardware, but infrastructure. Mm. Um, and they will they are they're looking looking now. This is all tentative to build the world, you know, the United States fastest uh, Internet and television network. Uh, but they're only doing it in Kansas City. Uh-huh. For now. And it's all based on two things, density of population and people who actually, uh, pre-register. Um, and that's $10 to pre-register. And then whoever, whichever area gets the most pre-registrations is where they'll start doing the infrastructure first. Hmm. Okay. Well, you always got to test it out in some area, right? Sure. Yeah. But, but I'm actually not- that probably means I would be a candidate for Google Fiber, um, because I'm not regular and also because <laughs> Um, also because I, I, like I have AT&T U-verse because at some point there's fiber optic in my delivery system. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. that means I might be able to try the Google fiber. Yeah. Now um, with more riboflavin. <laughs> it's stirred up for, for a metamucil like uh, internet. Yes. Uh, so it, essentially it's, uh, if you're getting their, their full internet package plus TV, it's 120 bucks a month. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking back over the Twitter feed, and Photo Black Flip says, I thought you were talking about The Dark Knight Rises. All I see in Twitter is Doctor Who, Sean Connery, and vampires with boobs. <laughs> that right there is a mashup film made for oh, heaven. I would love that. It's, it's all my favorite things. <laughs> Bat boobs. Yeah. Uh, um. Oh, it also comes with a storage box. Like a, a straight up like uh, one terabyte storage box for all your TV. Oh wow! Oh, because once um, again they got to try and bring the Google TV into it as well. Uh, and, and guess what comes as your remote for free with the package deal? Uh, an Ultrabook Nexus Seven. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. the phone. Yeah, well, it's a tablet. Oh, a tablet. So here's your yeah. remote control. It's a tablet. How fancy! Um, and anyway, there's, there's, there's a lot. If check out, uh, fiber.google.com, it, it seems like a really, really neat, uh, venture, but you know, if you live in Kansas City proper and for the rest of us, too bad. Too bad. So sad. Bye bye. Even though I'm sure if you live anywhere near the Google campus here in California, you're probably set as well. I would assume. Yeah. yeah. The, the, well, then again, there was also a talk about them utilizing the, um, white band for Wi-Fi. And for those of you, I'm, Probably naming it wrong, which is, uh, I know, completely unheard of on this show. Uh, but what I'm talking about is using a specific part of the FM frequency or AM frequency or the television frequency, you know, the broadcast mm-hmm. frequencies right. is what I'm getting at, uh, that was previously set aside 
that you know basically has just been used as static now. So it's go- it was government owned, yeah. and then it was being relinquished to the public. And the idea was to try and run wire wireless internet over that. And that was one mm-hmm. thing that they were exploring and trying to do. Right. So maybe that's the case as well. Maybe it's all going to come together. All I know is that soon Google will become self-aware and we're all doomed. Skynet. Dun, 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 dun. Thanks for spelling it out for people, Trent, because I'm sure they didn't know where I was going with that. Well, maybe the, uh, you're right. I'm sorry. You should be. You should Daddy's be. mad. <laughs> always Daddy has mad. been, always will Daddy be. mad. <laughs> I'm glad we got the Google Fiber thing out of the way. That's yeah, makes no, me it, feel it, better. It is. It's a cool thing. And, and by and the way, tech podcast. I I would like to say the fact that this weekend I built a gate, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know, I'm having some work done in the backyard. Excavator has got to come in, right? So I had a dilemma. I've got a crappy fence and a gate, and uh, I know the excavator is coming, which meant I had one of two choices to do: be on site when the excavator comes, right? Which means while they're doing the work, I have to be able to successfully rip down the fence and then build the new double gates, right? You know, double set of gates. So that way it opens up like if it were RV parking kind of thing. Um, So I woke up Saturday morning and I'm like, oh, you know what? I got to get this done because the excavator is coming next week. So I may as well get ahead of this and just have a gate that would accommodate it, right? Makes perfect sense, doesn't it, gentlemen? Absolutely. So I figured out, uh, didn't plan in my head, figured out the numbers, went and got the lumber, called up my brother-in-law, who's a general contractor, and uh, just brought my wood over to have him cut it. (laughs) Go ahead, snicker, you children. I'm just saying. (laughs) You got your brother-in-law cutting your wood, Will. Next thing I know, suddenly he's building everything. So my brother-in-law essentially built my beautiful brand new gates. But this morning I went out there and did the finishing touches on it. So that was nice. I had some. You did the finishing work, which is the most important. Well, and I also, I also bought the supplies. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Actually, themselves. you know what I'm really excited about too. I added a new porch light to the house. I took down the old one and put up one of them light sensing ones and motion sensing ones. So now oh. I don't have to worry about turning off the light at the uh, in the morning when I go to leave the house. And uh. should we go out, the light will just automatically come on. So it's not like people. There's not a big telltale sign. Hey, we're not home. Porch does now does that light shine into your bedroom window at all? Hell no. Because every time a raccoon comes by, a what? A raccoon. A what? A raccoon. A what? A raccoon. <laughs> okay. When a girl walks by, do you say she has a nice ruck? <laughs> but that has a K in it. Oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> raccoon. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Cocoon, raccoon. No, yeah, same thing. <laughs> I don't think so. (laughs) So you're saying the wild animals, what would be setting things off and annoying? They they can set it off. Yeah, Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's okay. Well, at least those damn kids will stay off your lawn now that they know (laughs) that the lights come in. You know, I did put the darn thing in test mode because I'm like, I'm going to see how sensitive this really is on high, you know, high sensitivity. So I go all the way to the mailbox and I stand perfectly still. Then I start moving. Blink. It comes on. So anytime anyone's walking down the sidewalk, that sucker is going to light up. Oh, it scared the hell out of somebody. That's the point. They're like, oh, my God, is somebody coming out of the house at me? No, but we just want to make sure you're not fucking with us. Yeah. That's the whole point, really. I see you, mister. You kids on your skateboards. Keep on going. Yeah, exactly. Get off my goddamn delinquents. Uh, Well, if you've been listening to this show, thank you very much. And please don't hold us against us and come back next week. Please. <laughs> Where we'll have real content. We'll talk about technology, exciting technology, and not just bowel movements. 
Well, that's exciting. And I'll be having sex. Good point. We'll miss you next week, America, but we will think fondly of you. (laughs) Please do. And remember, drink plenty of water, sir. Hydration is important. Also, I might recommend stretching ahead of time and after for recovery. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to pull something. Well, that may happen, too. In the meantime, (laughs) my name is Will. My name is Trent. My name's America. And you've been listening to another edition of NetHeads on Smodco Internet Radio. At Smodcast.com. NetHeads. NetHeads. File transfer. NetHeads with Will Wilkins. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Love movies? What a goddamn goinky-dink. So does Kevin Smith. Want to be on his weekly geekly talk show, Spoilers on Hulu? Kev is looking for people to watch this summer's big screen blockbusters, then sashay down to the Smodco Studios at Universal CityWalk in Hollywood and talk about them. Sign up for the studio audience waiting list at smodcast.com slash spoilers. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> Smodco needs to put asses in seats for Dark Knight, Spidey, Total Recall, and more. Smodcast.com slash spoilers.